Hello and welcome to the Coffee Gals podcast, brought to you by the team behind the Ottawa Coffee Fest. Bonjour et bienvenue au podcast Café, présenté par l'équipe derrière le Café Fest Ottawa. My name is Mel. Et mon nom est Jen. Every few weeks, we'll be speaking with different people within the industry, so you can get to know more about your favorite local roasters and coffee shops. Let's get started. Today we're here with Tara Pereira, owner of Animated Coffee, a small batch coffee roaster in Ottawa. Established in 2014, their mission is to provide high quality and responsibly sourced coffee while also supporting animal rescue charities. In fact, 25% of their proceeds are distributed to animal rescue partner organizations such as Parrot Partners, the Avery Foundation, Holly's Haven, and the Sweet Sanctuary. We'll be chatting with Tara about their story, their coffee, and their insight on Ottawa's coffee community. Hi, Tara. Thanks so much for meeting us today. Hi, thank you for having me. So can you tell us a bit about yourself and the origins of Animated Coffee? Sure. So um, we are a husband and wife team. Um, Currently, Ryan, uh, my husband, is watching our kids in the other room, so hopefully you don't hear them screaming but um (laughs) so he is the roaster and I am basically um everything else I suppose I'm the marketing and the advertising and and you know dealing with um wholesale dealing with retail anything so we started um animated coffee we say that you know every animal has a story um so ours started when we adopted yuki uh, back in 2010 he's a siberian husky and he was in need of extensive care Um, he'd been the victim of neglect and abuse and it took him years to fully trust um, people again and he's still recovering or he still needs daily care for um, everything he's gone through. And so he was kind of the catalyst of what brought Animated Coffee to life. We wanted wanted to start something that could help animals in need. And at the time, we kind of played with the idea of starting, you know, a rescue or some kind of fundraising, um, something that could help animals. And so we just kind of kept having this idea of how could we help animals and at the same time we always well especially Ryan loved coffee loved the idea of roasting coffees um trying different coffees and we figured like why not merge those two passions and kind of help the many other charities um or even just rescues even if they weren't a registered charity to help them um you know get the the funds they need to help all the animals that they take in. So um, yeah, as you mentioned with the sale of our coffee, 25% of the proceeds do go back to the charities that we have partnered with. That's great. Yeah. It's a, it's a a really great initiative and, you know, animals can't advocate for themselves. So it's nice that, you know, we have all these companies that, that help to support that. So like, did you mentioned Ryan is the roaster, like, Mm-hmm. Did they, you know, did Ryan have like, like training or was it just really like kind of learning as you? <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. So for the first year or almost two years before we even really became, uh, you know, an actual public company, um, he had got a roaster and basically just started roasting coffee um, to give to family and friends and just to have ourselves and just 
it was just a passion and it was just kind of like, oh, I like to do this, you know, on my free time. And in my free time, I was always trying to find ways to, um, yeah, help animal rescues in the area. So we kind of figured why not use our free time together. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Merging when you follow your, your passions that way, it's really awesome what can come out of it. So how do you choose like which animal organizations or rescue partners to work with? So we, um, we try to pick less publicized animal rescues and charities. There's obviously some very big name charities, which everybody knows, so I don't need to mention them. Um, we are a small business and we wanted to help support other small, um, small charities, small rescues, ones that maybe you never even heard of, even though they're in the same town as you. Um, we also wanted to help a diversity of different animals. So uh, we made sure to include rescues that help, you know, dogs, cats, birds, but also farm animals, wildlife animals, um, retired service animals. So all different. I mean, my passion is, you know, dogs and cats, but I'd also would just love to own a farm if I could and rescue like any kind of animal. So <laughs> we make sure to just diversify and, uh, pick smaller ones that maybe nobody had had heard of to just bring awareness to them. So maybe one day you'll have like a hobby farm slash roasting thing that people can, you know, two for one, (laughs) have a coffee and then. It would be amazing, (laughs) but I've seen firsthand now how much goes into taking care of animals. And so I feel like I I would serve a greater purpose just by, uh, by going and volunteering my time with with all the people I've met that thankfully they've put their life 24 seven into doing this. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I enjoy just uh, going to help them at least not during COVID time because I can't but when it's over for sure, I'll, I'll be back there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I actually grew up on a on a goat farm. So oh, wow. I uh, yeah, I, I know the amount of work. It's it truly is like they're very dependent on yes on they're, you. Goats are so smart. I never knew how they smart. are. <laughs> I never knew how smart they were until I come like face to face with one. <laughs> yeah, we we had one one goat that we called Houdini. Sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but <laughs> we called we called her Houdini because she would go. She would find all the right spots to get out of the cage or not the cage but the, Up the fence yeah like get in between the fence and then eat yeah. all the like the good food and so she was always like a beautiful coat always the healthiest because she had the pick of the the food anyway they're great oh. great animals yeah <laughs> <Love> it. <laughs> um so so let's get back to your coffee how do you how do you source it? How did you start uh, that whole process, and um, and what does your roasting and flavor profile de- development process look like? Okay, so Ryan would definitely be the expert on this <laughs> because again, I I leave the roasting typically to him, even though I'm trying to learn more. But from uh, what I know, uh, what we do is we've partnered with a a broker um, who helps us source our coffee. As much as we'd love to travel, at least, you know, pre-COVID or whatever, um, to do it ourselves, we thought the money would be better used, um, making sure we could deliver a consistent quality set of coffees that were vetted uh, by people who are more experienced at navigating the, uh, the local and logistical issues. Um, I mean, and personally, you know, at the time we had a, a you know, a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So we're like, when we're starting, we're like, I'd 
as much as I'd love to travel the world with a bunch of little kids, I think we need to spend that money a, a different way. So, so uh, we were introduced though to an amazing set of people recently who've given us access to micro lots as well as direct communities of coffee growers. And uh, our end goal is to have one degree of separation between every coffee that we offer um, and have open communication with the farmers. So we're definitely trying to become more and more aware of, you know, what the coffee community wants, which is, you know, just openness. That's great. And you currently have a dark roast, light roast, mm-hmm. medium and decaf, right? Yes, we have uh, a few more on the way, but we oh. like to, uh, to test them out, not only with friends and family, but actual, you know, coffee reviewers to see, you know, what, what are you tasting without us telling you? What do you think? Um, and have a variety um, of coffees available. Yeah, for sure. So Ryan prefers himself a very light roast. I prefer a very dark roast. <laughs> So there's, there is people who, you know, they want just basic medium rows. So having a, a variety is great so that we can um, cover everybody. And uh, it's, it also works that amongst ourselves, we have such different tastes. So it's, uh, we can, we feel like we can at least uh, hopefully please <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And um, just to, to talk about your, your packaging design too. Um, how did, did you get inspired for that, that logo? So um, we definitely wanted um, something that included animals and the coffee. And uh, we wanted it to be fun. I mean, so animated coffee, the name itself animated comes from sticking together the word animals and caffeinated and we got animated. And then coffee, because we knew we were going to be coffee business, even if it'd be great to expand in different directions. We said, let's just focus on what we're doing. So we are animated coffee. Um, We say we're animated about animals. Um, We try to keep it, you know, fun um, and, and, uh, you know, a light, lighthearted take on a serious subject, which is animal welfare. So we find if we can grab someone's attention with something, you know, with animals uh, on the bag, then it's like, oh, well, why is there animals? And then, you know, usually you can flip the bag over and see it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is why. Yeah, it's very, like, it's very accessible to people, it seems like, you know, just the, I think everyone likes to, to be able to give back when, when they can and uh, it's just great that you kind of put that into your business model. Yeah. Even if we can make only a little bit of difference, raising awareness, any little bit, I think will help. So mm-hmm. it's like you're going to sit and enjoy a coffee and then uh, knowing that it's supporting a great cause at the same time, it's, uh, it's double rewarding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What about, so I know before we, we started just recording the, the podcast we're talking mm-hmm. about COVID and and all that and the impact on on the coffee community so how mm-hmm. how has it specifically affected you and your business and more specifically your your rescue animal um yes yes charities. Been, uh, it has been a year now of COVID <laughs> so thankfully we are an online retailer although we do support on a lot of you know smaller or local um, restaurants and cafes. 
So we do rely on them to be able to get our, you know, our actual product to people. Um, and we've seen, you know, businesses close. We've seen um, it hit definitely hard for everyone. Um, so, I mean, we ourselves decided we're just going to keep pushing um, online and try to do what we can online. But it's been really hard to not help out our rescues that, you know, normally they would do fundraising events, they do, you know, charity events, uh, we would go in person and serve coffee, or we'd offer coffee, you know, for you know, samples or just coffee for a raffle. And not being able to help them in person um, has been hard. We've been trying to come up with ideas with like, if this keeps going, how can we help in different ways? Um, I know the rescues themselves have found it very hard not having, you know, the people, the interaction that they normally have face to face with uh, being able to raise awareness for their causes. So it's been difficult um, for everyone, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an, an adjustment not having, you know, you mentioned there's no fundraising events and that in-person component really is something that so many organizations rely on so heavily. And uh, I mean, hopefully things keep going in the right direction and we get the vaccine and then, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm hoping by this summer we can be back in person and helping, um, helping the rescues, not only just volunteering coffee for things, but even just my time or other people who want to volunteer their time to help out. Um, it's, it's hard when you're not allowed so many people in a building to just go and and help. That's very true. And not everything lends itself well to, to a remote setup, right? Like it, you have to be in person for certain exactly. activities. So, yeah. Yeah. And you were, you were talking to how your rescue partners, like they, they're going through a lot too during, during COVID, right? Like. Yes. Yeah, so what I've been told from talking with them is there has been a lot more intakes there's been a lot more animals who now that people are home um, or that they're not, you know, at work, they've either found animals that need help or, um, you know, it could even be something simple like, oh, I was just sitting at home looking at my window and I, f I found a baby squirrel, you know, and it's like, okay. So now the rescue centers are getting full of animals that otherwise might not have ever been helped, which is great. But now these rescues, um, these charities, they need support themselves to be able to take uh, a greater intake of animals in. Yeah, for sure. And so I guess, yeah, I guess now more than ever, they would need, they would need our support and, and donations. Mm -hmm. Yes. Preferably. Yes. Sure. yes. And I, I always try and redirect people. I mean, just to any, go to any rescue and there's always ways to help. Um, we've linked our rescue partners on our website because um, as much as I'd like to speak for them, I find, you know, it's better they speak for themselves with what it is they really need and how you can help. So there's definitely ways you can help even during COVID and uh, reach out if uh, you've got time and, and see, see how it can make a difference. That's awesome. It's, I'm, I'm glad you're giving them some additional visibility through your website. So like, since your business started in, I think it was 2014, you mentioned, obviously, you know, COVID wasn't around and stuff. How, like, how have you felt or 
Like what's your, your perspective on like Ottawa's coffee community in general mm. and how has it changed and evolved and mm. how do you think it will continue to evolve? Yeah. Well, I think when I, you know, when I started, I knew very um, little, <laughs> but now I've definitely met more, you know, local roasters. I've met so many people through cafes and restaurants and, just even outside of that, just people wanting to buy coffee and, uh, you know, the great passion there is for coffee because it's something, you know, I'd say most of the world will wake up or at some point you'll drink a cup of coffee during the day. <laughs> so uh, when we started, there was no Ottawa Coffee Fest. And then it's uh, kind of it happened, which it was like, oh, wow. OK, um, let's do it. So we kind of have definitely learned and, and grown. And I think probably the whole Ottawa community is the same. It's definitely growing. There's so much more than there used to be. Um, one thing I've noticed is there's now women roasters, women in the coffee business. And I think you two are a great example. So it's great to see a lot more women owned or co-owned or women also in the coffee business because I feel back, at least when I started in Ottawa, I couldn't really find any. So uh, with it being International Women's Day um, soon, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's great to see definitely more women now in the uh, coffee business. Yeah, that's, the, that's a, good, a good point for sure. And something that we've noticed as well, you know, just the, the diversity in just in Ottawa in general seems to have grown a lot um so that's great and if it can encourage others to to hop in and, and do it themselves then uh that's great from from what we've seen it, it's a very supportive community where people are pretty yeah. pretty yes. open and wanting to to help yeah. you out um so I'm glad that that you got the same the same mm -hmm. feeling yeah it's great I think because Ottawa though it's a city it's, you know, it's not as big as Toronto or Vancouver. So it's still a, a smaller community and it's great to be able to, to reach out to so many, you know, local roasters or cafes or businesses and be, and not only tell them what we're about, but hear what they're about and get support from them or help support them as well. Mm -hmm. And where do you, do you see your business growing uh, in a few years from now? I'd just love to be able to attend, uh, you know, markets, your coffee festival, fundraisers again, just being able to get in person and actually help personally spread the word of uh, animal welfare. And by doing that, by just serving somebody a cup of coffee, like that's, that's just my passion is just, it's a lighthearted way for me to just raise awareness. And I'd love to be able to, to keep doing that. That's great. Yeah. I really hope that we can, get back to that because the the markets is is such a is such an important space in a community and like it's a it's a way for people to just get together and yeah. like you said have those those light conversations but about important things and mm -hmm. yes and I really enjoyed the uh, coffee fest when you did have that <laughs> like oh, great to get back and uh it's uh, such a different environment, uh, you know, attending a coffee festival versus a um, some kind of animal welfare um, event. But it's, right. it's 
fun in its in its own way just meeting people and hearing their stories when they hear what we're about hearing the stories back it's really great in person to be able to do that Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely we sure hope to be able to to come back as well for sure and get some good some good tunes going again have a great dj and just have fun (laughs) one day one day we'll be back well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank before you. we uh, we finish up, did you just want to tell our listeners where they can learn more about Animated Coffee? Sure. So um, it's easy. You just put in your search engine, um, animated.coffee, um, or Instagram is uh, at animated.coffee, and and that's it. You'll you'll find us online and. Uh, we, we hope that you'll definitely visit or see us in person, hopefully, in the near future. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's some bonus, very cute photos of dogs and, and cats. and <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much, Tara. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. Our podcast is available on our website at ottawacoffeefest.ca. Tell your friends and share the love. Je m'appelle Jen et nous sommes les cafés. My name is Mel and we're the Coffee Gals. Thank you and stay tuned for our next episode coming out in a few weeks. Until then, keep supporting your local roasters and coffee shops.